Hey everybody, welcome to the quarterly edition of the AroundTable.ca podcast. I am your host, Grandmaster Philly Phil, and joining me I have my fellow co-host, Grandmaster Steven, Grandmaster, Hello. Grandmaster Johnny, yeah. and the man that's from up north, Dino. Yes, I am presently in an igloo. I, I, most people in Montreal will envy you. Because right now, you can probably cook an egg on a car. Although, the hottest day of the week is going to be tomorrow. They're announcing, yeah. uh, I think, between 45 and 50 Celsius. Which no, no, are, that's with Humidex. Yeah, that's with Humidex. Yeah. So, they're announcing like 30, 35 plus Humidex. So, we're going to be cooking tomorrow. Woohoo! Can you smell what the Philip is cooking? And it smells like rump roast. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So this episode is going to be just uh, a bunch of topics that we, we've gathered, uh, just wanted to talk about. Um, so, Steve, I think you had a few, a few things you wanted to, to talk about. Yeah, sure. I, I was uh, cruising the net this week and uh, looking at this ridiculous comments of people who want to remake the last jedi and um i'm thinking that's i don't know as bad as the last jedi was i'm not sure this is ever gonna happen i mean uh i, I read it it's kind of funny it's kind of crazy it's kind of stupid but in in a way you know what um it makes sense i'd like to see it happen in a way because uh, the Last Jedi ruined uh, everything about Star Wars. Uh, you know, I thought the prequels were bad, but they're 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 uh, they're they're classics now compared to this. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's your guys' take on this? Uh, for my my point of view, I think well, it's stupid <laughs> that they want to redo the Last Jedi. It just got released. How the fuck are you gonna redo it? Disney's not gonna dish out money to remake it. Although, if I remember correctly, the DVD has an extra half an hour, or unedited, or it's supposed to have that that much extra footage, so maybe it's going to redeem it a little bit and get us a bit more backstory, or no, or where the editing maybe made it crappier. I was really disappointed with The Last Jedi, only because it just didn't, it honestly didn't feel like a, a, a Star Wars movie. Um, I, I saw it a lot later than most people. Um, so everybody went to see it and they hated it and whatever. And then I went pretty much uh, a little bit later and I watched it and it's just the whole idea of Star Wars, you know, the idea of Luke Skywalker was always the image of hope. And in this one, he's a disgruntled old man that kind of like is teetering on the dark side or essentially, right? He's very dark. He's very... Intro, like he's not very, you know. He's giving up. He's yeah, exactly. Up. Which is. Oh, he's a grumpy old man. But, yeah, but exactly. grumpy old man in space. But but the thing is, it's that he's not. Um, he's not. That's not him. Like that's not Luke Skywalker that we know. He's supposed to be the image of hope, right? That's the whole yeah. point of the original, the original trilogy. Yeah, he was the new hope. Exactly, and now, and even like, even Ray, like. The train, like uh, in the in the previews, when you looked at the previews, it was like 
she's going to be trained to be the new Jedi, blah, blah, blah. She's the master's going to be teaching her type of, you know, the feeling you got. And you get into the story and you get into the movie. She doesn't really train. I mean, she wouldn't be an Olympian <laughs> Jedi if, if we go according to that training. The story was very, I felt very thrown together. Like it didn't flow very well. Yeah. Um, I'm not very keen on, uh, it's Kylo Ren, I think. Yeah. I'm not very keen on him. I, he, doesn't, he doesn't convince me as a good villain. Um, and I, and that's one of the reasons why, why off, off, uh, off air we were talking about Han Solo and why it wasn't really, why we thought it wasn't, it didn't do very well. I think it could have, I, I think on any other year it could have probably done well. It's just because The Last Jedi left such a sour taste in fans' mouth in terms of the story and the feeling they got walking out of there that yeah. it any subsequent movie right now is going to suffer from that until they come out with one that, that merits. Similar to how... Uh, the first movie, uh, was it seven episode seven came out? Like it yeah. was like a retelling of a new hope essentially, but, yeah. but fans walked out of there going, yes, we're back. We got the, the bad taste of our, uh, of the, no, the first three episodes out of our mouth. Now we can actually like enjoy star Wars again. And then they do this crap. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of, I think it's going to suffer, uh, People are slowly going to... And also, um, I, I, as much as I love Star Wars, I understand the money machine behind it. It's the fucking advertising. I, at one point, it's like there's a Bell commercial, has nothing to do with Star Wars, and there's Star Wars all over the place. Or you're going into a store, and you know they, you, everything is splastered Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't hold... That, like for old fans, um, I think it 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 has a special place in their hearts. But new generations that grew up with episode one, two, and three, they don't give a shit. <laughs> like they're gonna go and see if it's popular. And Star Wars is always gonna make money. Yeah, the like even Han Solo, it was disappointing, but it still made money. I mean, he still made their money back. There's always gonna no, be that. They're, they're they're expecting a fifty million dollar loss. Oh, uh, are they? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's that bad. At least. Well, I mean, I mean, that's before I guess what, now the Blu-ray is gonna come out. It's gonna be on uh, pay-per-view. I'm but sure. I, I I'm think sure. But it didn't. I think it didn't open in China also, so it's probably. No, China, oh, for some reason, Star Wars. None of them have done well in in China. It's it's a a franchise that doesn't do well there because when it first started, it never made it there. So they have no point of reference. You know, they didn't grow up on yeah, it. It's like a North we, American thing, yeah. But even though they make it break even, that's a first for Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean, Han Solo, I think also uh, Disney really thought that all they got to do is say Star Wars and people are going to flock to the theater. I think they really got lazy with the, with the campaign. I mean, the trailer came out, what, eight weeks before the movie came out? With the other ones, you know, a year in advance when Star Wars is coming out. This is eight weeks. You, you just had everybody be disappointed with The Last Jedi. And it's kind of showing like, ah. We don't care. We just have to put Star Wars somewhere, and you're gonna go see it anyways. And I think that, and then plus the fact that the original directors were fired, I think people just didn't have faith in this movie. Um, I went to see it. I thought it was um, entertaining, but it's not. It's not gonna 
you know, bring you back to Star Wars and say, oh, God, Star Wars is the greatest in the world again. But it is entertaining. I, I, it had an uphill climb against, you know, The Last Jedi and horrible marketing campaign uh, from Disney, you know. So you went to see Han Solo. So I heard, uh, I didn't see it. But from the reviews that I saw, I think one of them was uh, from Electric Playground with uh, Vince Lucas. And he was saying the whole idea of Han Solo is that he's a prick. Essentially, he's a prick, especially in the original like he doesn't help anybody. Well, he's talk. a prick with a heart of gold. I mean, yeah, yeah, but but he's a essentially he's a prick. He's he's a he's a conniver. He's a thief. He's a you know you could name everything. He he's not he has a heart of gold, but that only comes later on. He's at the beginning. He's more of a con artist. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, yeah. whereas in the Han Solo, they made it up to be like the Han Solo we know today, and not the guy that was essentially back then because i think han solo it's the story of right it's before yeah all this happened. i mean in the beginning he, he kind of is that way and you see him changing he's he's, he's developing uh, a conscience a conscience but i mean i think it happened too soon well exactly uh, so that that was developed in the trilogy like the original yeah. star wars like episode four but five, they're not gonna have a trilogy they're gonna have this is a one-off so they gotta put everything in they basically in one basket yeah, I know. I, yeah, which, which either make the movie longer, make it like a two and a half hour movie, and, and give it a chance to breathe, or you know, don't don't do it. But do you know? Yeah, I think any, they just got too many hands in the pot now. By the time the two directors were fired and Ron Howard is in uh, rewrites, I think it was just it was going to suffer one way or another. You know, for a movie that creative ideas a flop, it still made two, over two hundred million. Yeah, so the people. The other ones made a billion dollars. That's like eight hundred million less. That is a billion dollars. It cost them a billion dollars to make this movie. No, no, they they make a billion dollars worldwide, on average. Oh, for sure. This is a. This one made two hundred, two hundred something or whatever. That's way, way, way below what's expected. Yeah, but they still make their money. I mean, she's. And you're not going to tell me this movie, it cost them over $200 million to make. Of course, yes. What, special effects? Yeah. Marketing, everything. Well, that's Maybe one hundred million. million. the marketing. Like Phil said, you, everywhere you go, see Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It was just, they, they, That's what they wanted. Just wanted to sell toys and, and action figures and all those kind of things. You know? And as you were saying before, when you're talking about the, the, last, uh, the last Jedi, whatever. And I, I agree with Phil. It was it was like a, like a like a vegetable soup. It was too many kinds of vegetable in the soup that nothing made sense in there. No, like the last Jedi, they should have. I thought it was basically about that somebody from the Dark Force was hired to kill off all the Jedi's because they find out that, that they lost the war because of the Jedi. So let's get rid of all the Jedi's and then we restart attacking. So yeah, I thought be, each one would be getting, getting killed off and everything, but except you have Princess Leia. Um, She's able to endure the harsh space and fly back into the spaceship with a finger. And then you have, uh, what's it called, Luke Skywalker. He's a grumpy old man drinking milk from uh, an ugly alien uh, animal, milk, whatever well, they have. I think what where they failed... Um, it's everywhere. Well, the story doesn't make sense. It's a puzzle. I could have lived with the story if they would have... The, the climax could have been... I didn't feel anything for the climax of the movie. 
Like, no, the whole point of Luke Skywalker being in the field going, yeah, come on. I, I just didn't feel the attachment to that. Whereas I had, no, when I watched the original trilogy, that was there. Yeah. Don't forget, the, the original trilogy, let's, uh, sorry, very, in those days was good in those days. Because we, we're not as smart as we used to be in those days. You know, like, uh, look at the movies in those days, like the A-Team and all those kind of thing, TV shows, Knight Rider. We lived in like kind of kind of like weird world there. But now people like more more into the realistic kind of style. And that thing, if it would have been, if it would have been a cartoon, it would have been perfect. It, it wasn't. But it's so not... Like, but it, but it, but, kids or you fit to be adults. But it's not that. Because fantasy, whatever, even if it's fantasy, it's fine. You know, that they could have done... It's a, Star Wars itself is a fantasy. It's a sci-fi fantasy story. That's not what I was... That, that's... I think that's fine. Where they failed is, you know, they tried to build the emotion and the climax to the movie to a point where you get to the end of the movie and you're like at the edge of your seat and you're like, yeah, let's go, you know, let's kick the fucking dark side. And that, they tried to do that, but I didn't, I didn't get to that. I just watched it going, eh, and that was it. Yeah, there's no chemistry. It, it just because felt... It was, it, chemistry it, was bad dialogue through the whole movie. It felt forced. That's, yeah. And, and I think that came through. Uh, that came through the, the screen, and I think the fans saw that as well. Now, the true fans of the story—I've—I've seen—I've heard both sides of the story. Some people say they liked it, and some other people that said they hated it with a passion. There's no in between. That's <laughs> me. Uh, well, the ones that hate with a passion usually is the true fans, and they're not crazy about the story, and the details of the story are wonky. Um, and if you get into the details, it's not really true to what you know the lore of it is and whatever so there's that aspect of it so they kind of pissed off the true hardcore fans and they also pissed off the core casual one by not making an entertaining movie so the movie itself was like it tried to be entertaining i guess it had some moments but it wasn't everybody puts you know the the star wars quality up there i mean let's put let's put it in perspective let's look at all the movies there's maybe a handful that are great. Like, there's not, you know, the original trilogy wasn't great at all. The one, uh, not the original trilogy, the episode one, two, and three wasn't great at all. Four, five, and six were good. Whereas no, four, they were below. Uh, watch it again, you know, laugh your head off like crazy. There's I, a lot I, of things, I've watched. But it was I, acceptable at those times because no, we didn't know any have, better. You have to watch the original ones and not the remakes that they made with the stupid freaking animation editions. Uh, that make no sense, and the added, uh, the added whatever forty minutes, whatever it is, that's garbage. You have to watch the original trilogy as Not it is, better. as it is, as it's supposed to be looked at. Uh, you know, as a kid and as a fantasy, it's a good movie. It's good versus evil, and there's a client. Like, okay, obviously everybody knows what happens at the end, but it's it's a good versus evil space, uh, sp- space war type of thing, which is fine. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I it, it's compared to the original episode one, two, and three. It's they're classics. Episode seven was okay. I'm, I'm skipping over the ones in between, <laughs> the the Rogue Ones and stuff like that. Even Rogue One was good. I I did like it. I did enjoy it. That was the best of all the Star Wars franchise movies that from for myself. Um, it was so that to me was the best because it was very un Hollywood. Well, it's it was a different story. Um, it didn't have as much backlash as this one did. Uh, the Last Jedi. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's, I think they have, I think they, they, I don't think they ruined the franchise by any means. I mean, let's look at Star Trek. How many times did they ruin their, that, that series? Um, they could always come back and make something good. I think they have to lay back a bit. You mean Star Trek, you mean the, the latest one or the old ones of the movies? The whole franchise. No, the latest two ones, I find it was very good. They are very good, but they only, they were revived because the other the the last ones from the next generation weren't that great. I mean, Genesis wasn't great. Um, it, it had its moments. The last one that was the last star uh, in the next generation with the, that cast that was good. I think it's the one with the Borg where they go back in time. Uh, for, Correct. First contact yeah. is it? First contact? No, it's not first contact. Yeah. Is it? So yeah. that one was great. I loved it. It was humorous. But even the ones with J.J. Abrams, a lot of people, uh, a lot of old-time Trekkies are not aboard on this. They're saying it's not Star Trek. Yeah. No, they, said, they, they said it's, it lost its appeal. And uh, that I can understand. I like, I like them both, but I can see why they don't like the Abrams. I can see it, but I still enjoy it for what it is. It's entertainment. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It is. But, but now they're... I don't know if you guys heard it, heard this, but they're they're thinking of bringing back uh, of um, creating two new Star Trek yeah. uh, TV shows, and one of them is going to be uh, with Patrick Stewart as captain. Well, I don't know why he's captain at this point. He should be like fucking admiral or fucking yeah, admiral or general. Um, but yeah. he, but he's going to be uh, he would be. This is the rumor, of course. He would be captain of a starship again, and it would be like. It's not going to be with the cast of the next generation, but it would be like you would have some recurring characters coming in and out. Um, I'm assuming like Marina Sirtis, she, she she always ends up doing a cameo here or there. Um, well, there's also two movies, right? Yeah, so they want to do movies as well. Uh, now I don't know, I don't know how they're going to do this because the movies they rebooted, right? So it's an alternative timeline, right? So. You can continue in that vein and have the next generation crew, quote unquote, to have an alternative outcome, right? Or have different views on it. Like maybe the Borg, like maybe you know, Picard ends up being on the Borg <laughs> and being, you know, uh, staying there and never being saved, right? That's, that's, that's an alternative point that they could do as well. Uh, but I don't know how they would do that in terms of movies, if it would be continuing with what the the new reboot ser series is and just continue or it would be well what you could own. do is this you could make uh, Patrick Stewart in, in, a, in a starship as an admiral then they have a, a, a they, they get in a wormhole they get into a fight and everything coming out of the fight and everything they're lost in space and the real captain is dead and the only person who's officially able to take over the starship is Patrick Stewart he has to come back to become as a uh, he has to de-promote him as an admiral into a, a captain and take over the ship but in the lost sector of the universe that we don't know. That would make sense. But, but the, like, I don't want to sound mean, but Patrick Stewart, even in Star Trek, he's not a young guy. He's probably 80 no, at but, this point. But you don't get it. If he goes in as an admiral, an admiral, because they have to transport him from one meeting to another meeting, and something happens, he gets gets warped into deep space that, that no man ever went. But what he's saying he's too old. He's, like, what I'm saying is... He's 80 years old. But do you know why they want him? Because... The fans love him. Yes. 
is an attraction. But yeah. uh, but you don't only take only take what's name William Shatner just to make something start. Doesn't mean he's gonna, he's gonna be doing through a whole series, but just enough for people to get attached to it, and then he dies off. Yeah, whatever. so that's that's my point. If if yeah. he's gonna be a regular on the show, he can't do it. He's eighty. He's not gonna fucking do a, a, a seven. Let's say it's a long run. It lasts between four to seven years. He can't fucking do it at his age. He's gonna fucking no. After one or two years, he'll be died off. Well, well, look what the discovery. What was like uh, eleven episodes? It's not as long anymore as the regular episodes were. You know, yeah, twenty years ago, where, where there was twenty-two episodes. Twenty. Now there's like eleven. And if he if they do it like um, the next generation, they can film it whenever they want. Because now they do seasonal. It's eleven, and it, well, now they don't do seasonal anymore. Now they do. They do an episode, they see if people watch it, yeah. and then they continue, they do episode by episode. You know what, the, uh, and, and uh, this, I, I did a review on a roundtable for uh, uh, Deception, which is a, a TV show that I just looked saw. I think it's one of the few TV shows that it's still a traditional TV show in the sense that they still do like 20, it was a brand new series where they did like, it was a mid-season replacement. They did 20 episodes or something like that. and uh, But the problem is they canceled it. And it ended up canceling on a cliffhanger. <laughs> and they canceled uh, it. Don't you just hate that? But the thing is that there's a petition to get... The th- in my, my personal take on it, it was a good series. It was a cross between Castle and The Mentalist. And essentially, it was... Uh, the premise of it is you have these twins, they're, they're magicians, they're twin brothers. One guy is the face of the act. The other one's behind the scenes that nobody knows. Yeah, one is in jail. Yeah. And the other one's in jail. And then one brother tries to free the other brother that's in jail. And he helps, he ends up in the story. He ends up helping the FBI on a case. And then he ends up being a consultant for the FBI. And the whole premise is that, you know, and it ended up being fine. It ends up, and I'm, I'm, spoilers here but i mean it's not really a spoiler because this tv show is canceled um at the last episode the brother gets disgruntled and essentially he swaps he knocks out the guy that's outside the prison undresses him dresses him as a prisoner he takes the civilian clothes he leaves so the prisoner a switcheroo it's yeah switcheroo essentially and it ends up ending there whereas the second season the he leaves and the love interest in there um, who works for the FBI? She's pleading him not to leave, and he's like, "I have to go," and it stops there. And essentially, the second season would have been the reverse. The reverse, right? The guy is the guy that wasn't supposed to be in jail is in jail, and then they were trying yeah. to chase the other guy. It had a really good potential of being, you know, of being a really good season. I think as a first season, it was a lot better than the MacGyver season one. And MacGyver season one got a got a second season. <laughs> um, I I. I'm I'm really sad that they got it, it got uh, canceled. But my point being is that you know now the majority of the TV show that was an exception. The majority of the TV shows are going into the streaming model, where you have anywhere between ten and thirteen episodes that are about forty minutes long, an hour on network TV, and it you get an episode every two three weeks, essentially, if it's on TV. If you get to stream it, obviously you can stream it at your heart's content. But now the standard is pretty much what Netflix is doing and what Hulu is doing. And and um, you're not going to get those 22 weeks anymore. Actually, which is funny, I reviewed um, as well, cheap plug, um, Transformers, 
the original animated series, and um, He-Man, the original series. And back then, cartoons, there were 65 episodes per season. These really? Two, yeah, back then. So when you used to renew for a season, it was 65 episodes, and you would have five a week, five new episodes a week. So if you take five divided by 65 divided by five, it's about what, uh, 13 weeks, something like that. But you always had like a brand new, a brand new show, like every day. Um, no wonder. That's why when you look at at He-Man, it's 130 episodes, but only played for two years. <laughs> Sheer is the same thing. It was one season of sixty-five episodes, and that was it. Um, so uh, it, it's you're getting less and less and less. But I mean, the quality of some of these shows are really good, though. Um, I like it. There's some of these. Uh, I I would hope you know what if they would come up with a TV show, a Star Trek. I would hope that it would get released on a streaming service, and not have the network TV. Wasn't that Discovery? Well, wasn't Discovery on on CBS? I think it's uh, I think and it's on could... space here in Canada, but yeah. in the states it's the streaming service only. Oh, or that... showcase, whatever. Like that. Well, CBS online there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought it was CBS. I thought it was CBS. I thought it was playing yeah. on CBS. Here. Okay. So. I think the the what happened was the uh, the first episode was aired on network TV. And yeah. then everything else was on online after for streaming. Yes, get people addicted like a drug dealer. You watch it, you get addicted, and then you then you you ask for it. Well, I don't know if one episode was enough to get hooked on to it. There, I think it's more the fans would continue watching it online. But I, yeah, fun times, fun times. What else? No, are- different times. Like you're saying, Phil, like deception. You're 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 mad because was uh, you're sad or whatever because it was a good show and got, uh, got uh, canceled. Canceled. But uh, throughout time, a lot of things I once I seen a lot of series were amazing, and they got canceled because uh, it wasn't to the people's cup of tea and all that. It won't be the first; ain't gonna be the last. That's for sure. Well, I actually said this in the review. Um, majority, especially a mid-season replacement, should always have a second season, even if it had horrible numbers. It should get at least a chance to get the story going. It's not every. Um, and I'm thinking back even on sit- sitcoms. Like, I remember Seinfeld. Seinfeld wasn't really that great in the first two, three seasons. It only got better later on when everybody caught on and then it became the phenomenon that it is today. But it wasn't great at the beginning. And there's a lot well, of. Well, the Star Trek was supposed to be canceled too. Yeah. The so, first TV series. Well, the first, the original series was canceled yeah. after three years. Yeah. And, yeah, then it, so and, like- then, and then it became a cult classic yeah. when it became in syndication. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of, and now there's the potential of, especially with these extra streaming services. So the whole point of Deception is actually a movement online. I'm not saying that it's big, but there's actually a petition online to bring it back. But now more than ever, there's that chance of happening because of all the streaming services. If Netflix decides to pick it up or Hulu, um, now there's YouTube Red as well with uh, Cobra Tai, uh, the, the Karate Kid uh, t- series yeah. there, short series. Um, there's a lot of streaming services that that are available now, and if any one of them decides to pick it up, and it's not as if like they get picked up and the quality diminishes. A lot of these series 
the quality is really freaking good. A lot. I'm surprised at the quality of some of these Netflix series or even Amazon Prime. Prime. Uh, I watched uh, uh, The Man in the High Castle, which essentially it's um, if the Nazis won World War II, essentially, in the States. Um, and how the states would be divided into that. It's a really good. It's it, it's. I think they, there's two three seasons now. Um, it's a good series. It's well written. It's well acted. It's the 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 the, the visuals are really really good because it's a dystopian future essentially. Um, and um, I'm surprised at the quality, the really high quality of these TV shows. There's obviously some shows that suck, that they're not necessarily my cup of tea. Uh, but the production value is always good. Like, I wasn't a big fan of... Uh, what was the Marvel one? Uh, not the Punisher. The one that came out right before the Punisher. Uh, the Iron Fist. The Daredevil? Uh, no, the, the, Iron Iron Fist, Fist, yeah. the Iron Fist. It's a great... Yeah. It's, a, it's a great produced series. It's just they miss... I, I don't particularly like the series, per se, or I didn't like the season. And I don't even think they're doing another one. I think that's the only one they're doing. Um, it's it, it was great. It, it, it's a great producer. It just didn't. It wasn't really that great, but it, it did well. Even the comedies that they re, they've released were really good. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and for me I, for Deception it was rare because I don't really watch a lot of network TV. I ended up watching it one Sunday and I caught the first episode. It was after, either it was after the Super Bowl, or something like that. It was a big show right before. And I caught the first episode. I'm like, hmm, this looks interesting. And I ended up watching it. I didn't even know about it. They canceled it. And my wife told me after they, after I watched the last episode, hey, by the way, they canceled it. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it reminded me a bit, Dino will remember this, it reminded me a bit of Martial Law, where after season three, you see the, the whole premise of the, of the whole show is that uh-huh. Samuel Hung, the main, the main character, went to the States to chase the kidnappers of his daughter. And in the third season, you finally see him getting close, and you see a, you see a, a, a plane flying back to Shanghai, and he's like, I'm going to get you. And then the series never happened after that. They never renewed for a fourth season. There's a, a lot of different reasons behind that, but it was never renewed so that like martial law just died there. <laughs> it didn't do anything, and it ended up on a cliffhanger. Uh, so it reminds me a bit of that. But, hey, it happens in TV, I guess. Well, as you said before, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's one comic show I like watching. It was canceled from one TV uh, channel, and another TV channel, we, we took it and we signed it. So sometimes certain things could happen, as you said, could be taken from another from another TV station, or sometimes it's just canceled and that's it. Well, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a little different. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I have a feeling the quality of the show has always been good from season one. I've always liked it. The problem is they keep changing its time slot. It was on Sunday, yeah. then it was Tuesday, then it was Wednesday, then it put it back on Sunday. Then it was it, it it's always at different times, and people don't know when to watch. The traditional TV watchers won't know when to watch. Yeah, obviously you can stream it. Anybody that has cable subscription can stream it online, pretty much. If you have like in Canada, if you have Bell or you have Videotron or whatever, you can go online and 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 view it. Uh, even if you go to ctv.ca. You can view at least the latest episode. So, yeah, you can go online and stream. I don't know if that's part of the, um, um, if it's part of the statistics when they w- look at 
if they cancel a show or not. If no, the Nielsen ratings, which obviously it's how many people watch the show live, but if they look at how many people actually streamed. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's part of the statistics now. Should, is it? I, cause I don't yeah, know, it I, is. I, I, was, I was never sure about that. Yeah, they do the same thing with for radio. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So I guess they caught up with the times. <laughs> well, they have to. Jeez, I mean. Uh... Well, they don't. They don't necessarily have to. <laughs> Let's go into that debate about uh, about radios again, local radio. <laughs> I think we. I think we've done that to death already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Every sure. time I go to Ontario, I always get pissed off. So <laughs> I want to go there. But... And it's not because it's track. You know no, what? Here's my other things. I went to uh, I went to Ottawa two three two days ago on a Thursday, and there you go. When I go there, there's three four different rock stations of three different eras. You know, you have the classic, you have rock, and then you have the rap out, which is the new rock. You come over here, there's three stations playing starting to play rock, which is uh, I think a sick one, uh, chong like that. But they all want to go against each other with the same amount of rock that you hear over and over again with the AC, AC DC legs up. I go, seriously, why don't you guys just divide, you know? Do like what, what Ontario does. You take classic rock, you take rock, and you take modern rock. No, it's, it, it, in Quebec, they're pathetically stupid compared to Ontario. I How do you really feel? I say, I say they should have an all-porn music channel. And Agreed. I think, and I think that would be the best. And you play. And I think Ron Jeremy should be the the DJ. In case you guys didn't know, this was a big news. Somebody posted it somewhere on one of the forums. Apparently, Pornhub now has sub has captions on their videos, so it means the porns have captions, as if the dialogue is what kept people. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, right? <laughs> and, and, and an amazing music in the background. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I just, I would turn off my screen and just listen to the dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the porn for the story. No, 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 no. There's the dialogue and the stories are great. Or if if the porn wasn't available, I'd just watch tennis. (laughs) 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 No, better than that is curling. Go, go, go. Yes, yes. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Wow, man. Stuff I will never hear in my bedroom. Hi! Oh, my God. Whoever are married to those girls in curling, they're lucky guys, man. Yeah. And I think one thing, that room is probably well insulated. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> or you have, like, old radio shows where, you know, they used to have stories, they used to, like, a bit like what podcasts do now. Yeah. And uh, you just do, like, scripts from porn. <laughs> but do it in a Shakespearean accent, you know? <laughs> Oh, shoot a load on me, you bad boy, you. I'm arriving. I'm arrived. I've occurred. Everything's <laughs> occurring. Is that pizza with extra pepperoni? Where's the pepperoni? I Just got you. Load the package. I got you. Oh, I my God. I got your spicy Italian sausage ready. Yeah, we should do like that, or like a St. Leonard one, you know? Ma, oh, uh, yeah. I got shoes with gription. We can go all night. Bada bing, bada boom. Mommy, I got a... Shoes with the gription, and boom. Me, let's go back to the car. I got a Golf GT ready to go. There you go. No, 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 never mind. You need a, an IROC. Come on. 
We're gonna have more more we condoms. More more mags. More more, more condoms. Because if it's not Momo, it's uh, not uh, condoms. Right? Uh, you're the Italian mafia. Oh, you're making fun of us, huh? We're gonna get you guys. It's uh, you know, we're we're being um, kind. It's a uh, a form of flattery. <laughs> form of flattery. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, you right? See what, we'll be laughing when they put it on a bowl. Oh, like, hold on. There's a car pulling up to the house now. <laughs> yeah, and they're carrying these cement shoes. We're going for a swim pretty soon. Why is the, the men in black? Mm-hmm. I think they're in black, but uh, close enough. Me, I know this Vito guy. Bartolucci and the gang are coming. Ba-boom. Me, I know this guy. Altente is fucking amazing. <laughs> Me, he's gonna put you in hot water. Not Al. <laughs> oh man, that's bad. That was a. <laughs> that was really bad. Uh, what else you guys want to talk about? Anything in the news? Anything? Uh, any topics? Are topics you guys uh, want to talk about? Yeah, I got a few. If you guys, uh, unless you want to do it for another podcast. No, we could do it now. We're on a roll. We're on a roll. Okay. Um, I got excited this week. Uh, no pun intended about the porn. I mean, you know, um, uh, Prince has uh, been signed. Uh, well, the estate of Prince has made a deal with Sony Records to release all his albums. So I'm happy we're gonna get, uh, you know, 35 of his records out, and um, it's gonna start. The first draft will be from the records from 1995 to 2010, which is probably like I guess. The Gold Experience, Emancipation, uh, Musicology, all kinds like that. And then uh, beginning in 2021, that's when the big stuff comes out, like uh, Sign of the Times, Diamonds and Pearls, uh, Round and World of the Day. Hopefully they're remastered and they sound great, um, you know, because his catalog is in dire need of a remastering. So I'm looking forward to that. And also uh, hearing that um, my buddy Paul McCartney... Has a new album coming out in September. Yep. So I'm a happy camper. And uh, what's it called? The um, Egypt Station. Yeah. Which is an interesting title. Uh, coming out September 7th. I heard a couple of his songs. Uh, he released a couple of singles. They're not too shabby. And uh, I saw him on, what's it called? That uh, Carpool Karaoke. Yeah. That yeah. was, a, that was, was pretty a, good in that too. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm sad that they're delaying Indiana Jones number five, but I understand they're going to push it to 2021 to mark the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that's what I had for this week. That's all that got me uh, going, uh, besides the thought of listening to porn without the the visual. <laughs> I think, you know, I'd like to see Raiders of the Lost Ark as a pornography. I'm going to raid the tomb or raid your room. Eh? Boom! Well, look at that rock, huh? Me, I like the I sound like of... The rock. You want to see my rocks? I got a whip for you. My, me, my, the new TV show, The Sounds of Schlong. That's it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's just that's the name. That We got a show right there. Just the name. We got everybody in. It's good. We got, we're going to get funding. We're gonna, everything's going to be good. <laughs> the Sounds of <laughs> Schlong. Flock. All right. Um, yeah, the Carpool Karaoke was really... Uh, was strangely really entertaining usually i'm not crazy well, that's not true i do like car- carpool karaoke but they're all the same like they're yeah. in the car just drive and it's like they sing their own songs which is kind of like okay 
But this one was actually because he actually gave timbits of information that even though I've read like a ton of books, I'm pretty sure I'm well versed in Paul McCartney's career and stuff like that. There's still stuff I didn't know about him when he like, you know, that that he, he said on, on the show, um, which is pretty cool. The, the whole idea of how he he wrote uh, Let It Be. Uh, how yeah. I, how I came to him that that was I didn't know that I was like oh that's that's uh, nice, um, and it was actually one of the longer ones. It was like half an hour, yeah, or around that, um, and it was like it was really fun. It was like having a mini documentary, just hanging out a day with Paul McCartney, which is pretty cool. And he still he still seems to be the same like carefree guy as he was like forty years ago. Just lo- lives life and loves life, and that's it. Is that an act, or he's just he just programmed to, to act like that? You know what? Know. You know what? I would I, I normally I would say that he's pro, most artists I would say they're programmed for that, but not Paul McCartney because there's too many. He's an entertainer at heart, and no matter you know you don't do a three hour show just because you have to do it. Most Van Halen's the best example. They go on stage for an hour and fifteen minutes and they're out. Or, you know, or a lot of new acts, they do that. Him, he's on stage for three hours with no opening act, 15-minute intermission in between, uh, just to buffer everything. But he plays for pretty much three hours. Um, every interview I've seen, he's always, you know, fun to be around. He's always, like, you know, joking around, joy of life. Um, he's known to be somebody that just starts jamming at places. Like, he'll go to... Um, He'll go to, like, they did it with Carpool Karaoke where he decided to play at a bar <laughs> as a surprise. Yeah, that was sad. That was, that was great. Like, yeah. I think it was people that went there. Then they let the doors open. People were running inside there. Yeah. James Corbin? But, yeah, yeah, James Corbin. And he, he's, he's known to do that. He's not, like, uh, there's stories around where he doesn't say anything. He doesn't promote it or anything. But he, he's known to be, like, he's, he goes to parties and he's not supposed to perform or anything. And he just picks up the guitar and starts playing. Um, and entertain. I heard people. that on a wedding. I think was it him? Yeah, yeah. In, in New Jersey, I think something like that. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah, he he's done that a few times. So I mean, I I personally think, and this is only my my opinion, it's that it's it's when it when it's Paul McCartney, it's genuine. Um, I mean, yeah, he's had his run-ins with like Yoko Yoko and uh, and a few others, but I mean, in general. I well, mean, he's allowed. Well, personally, nobody you know, he's likes allowed to make people well, some people. In his defense, not many people like Yoko, anyways. No. <laughs> so, so I mean, he's not the only one. Um, but I mean, he he has. I I think was it you, um, Steve, that wrote an article about him or one of his albums. Uh, on a round table. I wrote a couple. Uh, at one point, like going like in the eighties, he had like a rough a rough spell. I don't remember if it was you or I read it somewhere else um, that he had like in the eighties. His music wasn't great. Like he had hits, but it wasn't great. After Wings, he had a couple. Was... He had a couple of uh, albums. I kind of went like, what's it called? Give my regards to Broad Street. Yeah, was weak and Press the Play was kind of weak. The one with Hope of Deliverance wasn't great either. Uh, which one was that? Um, it came out in the nineties. It was early nineties. Deliverance. Yeah, it's like it's the only song on there that's actually somewhat decent. The rest of the album, and after that, I mean, 
I personally think one of his best albums is um, Flaming Pie. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you can you can take it's. I, I understand that some of the songs were written while he was with the Beatles, and you can hear that in the songs. Uh, yeah. But that album is good from beginning to end. Like it's not. There's not one weak song on there. There's rockier songs, softer songs, acoustic songs. Yeah, um, played to all his strengths. Everything that he was good at, it it just picked up. And it's and I don't think he has had one that strong since then. He's had a few that were okay. Like Driving Rain wasn't too bad. Um, I think it was no, not Driving Rain. Uh, is it Driving Rain? That's the one that came after, no? Yeah, it came after, but those. Well, for me, I thought the one from 2013, the album called New. Yeah. That was a great album for him. That was a, a, and even, what's the other one? Um, Memory Almost Full. There was a a couple of really good tracks on there. I mean, uh, I think, you know, from Flaming Pie onward, he's come up with some pretty solid albums, you know? Um, Yeah, like for me, it was uh, Memory Almost Full is pretty good. And but new from 2013, um, all the songs are pretty good, and they're they're kind of like a little more modern sounding, but there's still that Paul McCartney vibe to it. You know, it's and I thought that was really good how he kind of sounded modern, but yet it's still you know instantaneously who who this guy is, and um, that was good. But Egypt Stations, the songs I've heard now are. It's just Paul McCartney being Paul McCartney, and I think that's going to be the saving grace. He's not trying too hard to trace uh, any trends anymore. He's just being him, well, and I think be, that's going to be the saving grace on that one. To be quite honest, he—I mean, with the career he's had, he can do what the hell he wants. I mean, for sure. I mean, he—if he wants to do a, an an album that's more experimental, even at his age, if he's a yeah. true creator, he'll always want to create something new. But at yeah. the end, at the end of the day, he just wants to. I think he just wants to rock now. He's at the age of like he just like fuck it, and I just want to rock, and yeah. and it's good. Like he wants to be true to himself. You could say. Well, the 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 one, the one that I compare a little bit to, uh, they're not in the same category. It's Phil Collins, where he started off with Genesis. How he was progressive rock back then when Genesis was like far out there. Some of the songs are fucked up uh, with Peter Gabriel and stuff like that. Um, and then he had like, he was really popular in the eighties. Then he tried to experiment in the nineties where he had like, uh, both sides of the story, which he didn't actually drum any of it. It was a beam, uh, uh, a boom box that was just creating drum, drum beats, drum drum loops. Um, and that wasn't that great. And, uh, apparently he's doing one last tour. Um, I wouldn't mind going to see that because I don't think he's going to do it because he, he has like. A lot of uh, he has a lot of problems. He has he's get, going deaf in, in in one ear. He has arthritis. I think in his uh, he can't drum anymore. He has right. arthritis in his arms. He's got back problems. Right? He's got back problems. And to be quite honest, the last few times I've seen him in interviews, he seems awkward. Like as if like you know he was always happy go lucky guy when he was younger. Like he was always like when he used to do interviews, you saw that he was just like having fun stuff like that. And now I don't know if there's what's happened. He seems a little bit off. Now, I don't know if it's because he hasn't done it in so many years that, you know, like when he sings, he's fine. When when he's on stage and he's singing, he's fine. Just like during an interview, he seems slightly off. 
um, I don't know if maybe chronic pain. Yeah, yeah. Medicine, no, it, and realizing that you're getting old and that you're getting cursed with all these diseases. Well, other people they take ten times more drugs and alcohol than he does, and they're still jumping up and down like there's no yeah. there's no tomorrow. But he yeah. he officially, in theory, he, he I think he officially retired at one point. Yeah, he's like I'm not doing anything anymore, and now he's back on tour. So I uh, I don't know if he's gonna come up with another album. Him too. There's some albums that he did do that it was like Meh. I'm not sure. Like Dancing into the Light. Um, but he has. But at one point, between Genesis and his solo stuff, there was no distinguishable sound. They, they yeah. both sounded the same. If, if if you listen to Invisible Touch, and you listen to uh, uh, what's the fucking one with uh, the one with uh, No Jacket Required? Yeah, No Jacket Required. Listen to those those two albums. You have the same and, album. And you tell yeah you tell you tell me which one's which because they sound exactly the same. There's no. You know, there's no difference, um, but hey, um, he made he made Genesis really popular. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, Invisible Touch is what made put them on the map, and you, they were popular ever since. And even the one after, the one that came out, We Can Dance, that was yeah. a good, that one was a solid album as well. I didn't know that the last album, the last song on that particular album was written um, for um, uh, who's uh, the hell. Um, uh, what's that? Tears of Heaven? What's it? Eric Clapton. There we go. When his uh, son passed away, or one of his kids passed away, uh, that last song was in honor of that. But at the same time, he actually jokes around that that he wrote it in honor of that, and then Eric Clapton came out with Tears in Heaven, and he's like, "Yeah, mine was like not that great." <laughs> <laughs> Compar- oh, he miss it? Well, he, he was like he wrote it for him, but it's not a bad song. It's a good song. It's just that you know, it's he's like yeah, he already had written a song and it was ten times better than mine. But hey, it's good. Um, even Eric Clapton, he can't really do anything anymore. Um, I think he has like some kind of. Uh, at one point, I know he had chronic arthritis, so he can't. He couldn't go up the frets. Um, on his guitar, he's doing he's doing tours, but sporadically. Uh, he'll do a couple of shows here and there, but he can't do like a, a world tour anymore and do like you know a hundred dates anymore. He'll yeah. do two or three, and what he does, he films them and then releases like a Blu-ray yeah. and goes with that. But you know, which you know, makes sense. You know who does that? Pearl Jam is like that. Pearl yeah. Jam, they they do like three four dates in London, uh, then three months later they do three four dates in uh, Rio de Janeiro. And then they do three, four dates here and there, but there's not actual like Pearl Jam tour, because I yeah. would want to go see Pearl Jam. I want to go see them. I missed them the last time they came to Montreal, or I think they went to Ottawa. Uh, I missed it, and apparently they gave an amazing show, and I want to see them again. But they're just not touring. They're just not doing anything. Eddie Vedder's doing stuff. He's releasing uh, solo albums, stuff like that. But I think the the band is on hiatus. I guess um, he still they still travel. They do like sporadic shows. And a lot of the old bands do that now. They do fe- either they do only festivals. Um, I know uh, Our Lady Peace is like that too. Um, you know that you've hit rock bottom when you, you're the headlining of the Festival de Montgolfier. <laughs> 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 but you know what? They gave a freaking good show. Um, obviously, from the original band, I think there's only two members left. <laughs> um, but uh, they gave a really, really good show. It was a, a, a good hour and a half. And they played all their hits from the 90s until now. 
um, although they're not really top 10 material or top 40 material anymore. Um, a lot of these bands, you don't really see them in the top 40 anymore. Like, once they hit their prime, it's as if, like, they disappear like a fart in the wind, and then you never hear from them again. You have uh, to, no, like... because radio stations don't play them no more. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you have to, you have to actually go... Like, Eddie Vedder, um, there's a, one of his albums... I have to get the... Uh, I have to get a, the, uh, the name of the album. It's freaking awesome. It's him and, I think, a ukulele? Yeah. Um, I f my, one of my buddies, um, he's the one that told me about it. He's like, oh, did you hear about this? Uh, oh, Lu ukulele songs. <laughs> it got released in 2011. Um, it's actually a good album. It's surprisingly good. I didn't expect it to be, like, that amazing. I, it's really good. I, I always liked his voice, personally. I was always a Pearl Jam fan, so for me, it's easy to follow his, his career, but it was really, really good. It's slightly different, but it's really good. Well-written, well-played, uh, and it's worth it's worth a listen. All right. You guys have anything else? We've been uh, at this for about uh, almost an hour now. Dino, you're talking too much. I want yeah, you to stop. Not... you got to stop. I thought Dino was dead or something. Dino's ta talking. I still, I still have a pulse. Yeah. I think he's still watching porn. Yeah, yeah, on, on mute. Oh, he's watching visual only. Because <laughs> we're hearing nothing from this Well, <laughs> Dino, you have a voice. You have a voice for silent film. <laughs> Face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's I'm just the presence. That's it. I feel, I feel your presence. Telepathically, I know you were there. There you go. I'm there. <laughs> no, me. Next time we'll just have a pre-recorded message. <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say like, "Hey, Dino, what do you think?" Yep. I agree yep. with you. I agree with you, Stephen. I agree. Johnny didn't speak too much either, so. Well, he did say his piece about Star Wars. Or we should have a just a podcast of only sounds that we hear in the metro. That's it. Cent trente et un cent trente et un communiquer. Cent trente deux deux. Attends, deep drumming sur le metro. Attends, what sounds gonna come out of the metro? Attention, une porte de train bloquée cause le ralentissement de service sur la ligne orange en des stations. Va donc chier puis mange la merde. D'autres messages suivront. Actually, this week there was uh, there was a uh, a bomb, not a, a smoke uh, scare, and they're like telling us the metro stopped, but it kept going. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I, so I, I don't know <laughs> what they were doing. It depends on what they were smoking, maybe. Oh, but it's getting legal, huh? So boom. Two days before my wedding, uh, my wedding anniversary, it's going legal. So what Get a way ready. to celebrate, huh? Get ready. My smoke a little bit of that and a little bit of this. My smoke a little bit of the herbs and spices and you're good to go. The herbs. And the spices. The metro <laughs> the, the the this week. Um I don't know what it is with the green line. They started I I, I guess one morning the uh the audio no, the automated, you know, 
voice didn't work. So it was the guy from the, the driver that was doing it. And it was going back to the old days of like, which is pretty much every station. So you actually don't know what station it's at because it, everything is mumbled. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is Montreal at, at its best. And now they're even going to be, there's going to be, uh, well, there's supposed to be a strike at one point. So that's going to be fun. They're going to be stopping at every metro station for like 10 minutes. And so if it's if you have a 20-minute ride on a metro, plan an hour and a half because that's how, about how long it's going to take. So I got to plan three hours. Yeah, for you, yeah. And Dino, how's it going with the um, the train line? The train line, during the week, it's okay. There's, there's no more trains after uh, 7.30 on Friday. And you have, uh, you have to imagine... They, they ask you to apply for a free pass. There's a shuttle bus that brings you to the um, to the metro, mm -hmm. metro from the to mountain uh, train station. Yeah. And uh, but instead of giving everyone that has a bus pass from our zone free access, no, no, you have to apply for it. And then they send you an, a, a new card. But the only difference is that there's a sticker on it saying free weekends until a certain date. And you return it, and you tell them, stick this. No, but how stupid is that? What a waste. I mean, uh, what How you stupid think? is it, Dino? It's that stupid. Oh. Not this it's stupid. It's not this stupid. It's, it's, it's that, that stupid. stupid. It's that stupid. Ma. Ma. Guy, you have to break it the lines, guy. We have a great system here. Actually, to be honest, the Metro is not horrible. It's, it's just that, is great. I mean, it's just, it's just that besides, it's, well, it's the green besides, Oh, go ahead. The what? <laughs> no, besides, besides in January where it stopped every, uh, every day for whatever reason, it, it's, it's okay. It's just, it's the only place in the world that they're building a new train station, a new train, but instead of building it on the side, or find a solution, they're going to, at some point, there won't be any service at all on the line. In, the, in, 20, in uh, 29, next year. Yeah. At some point, yeah. it's stopping up completely. But, yeah, so yeah. at that point, what are they doing? I have no clue. Apparently, it's due to the, to the tunnel. But you would think that you have engineers that would think of something before, you know. How, and it's the busiest line in, the, in Montreal. But, who knows? We turn on to Ireland. You'll get to work uh, remotely from your uh, igloo. My igloo? Uh, I'll take my canoe and I'll go down. Global warming, no more igloos. All right, guys. I think we'll call it quits for tonight. Yes, sir. Um, all right, so if anybody listening, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are found under a round table, A-R-R-O-U-N-D-T-A-B-L-E, where you can be found on Facebook as well, uh, aroundtable.ca. Uh, our email address is allroundtable, so A-L-L-R-O-U-N-D-T-A-B-L-E at gmail.com. And our website, http w, uh, colon forward slash forward slash www.aroundtable.ca. See? 
uh, and that's where you can find all of our reviews. Um, lately, the last uh, the last review from me is Cartoons Corner. I reviewed G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Classic cartoon that everybody remembers. Uh, Steve uh, reviewed Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which I think you're one of the few that actually really liked it. A lot of no, people. I, like well, I, thought, I thought it has potential for the next one more than anything yeah. else. It's setting up something really interesting. Okay. If they, if they do it. Yeah, okay. So it depends if they make it too Hollywood or they, they make it more realistic. Or if they make it pornographic, I'm, I'm still in. <laughs> it all depends on the next one. That's what it is. It's six long, you know what I mean? I don't know. And also, uh, he, Stephen also reviewed uh, Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy from 2008, which I actually have the album. Which is slapped on Guns N' Roses, but it's basically Axl Rose. There was no one yeah. else from the original band. My latest gaming review is Deus Ex Mankind Divided A System Rift, which is a DLC from the main game Mankind Divided. And Dino's last uh, review was uh, a really good write-up on Anthony Bourdain, who passed away recently, um, if you're not familiar with him, uh, which is pretty much no one. Um, is, uh, Who is he? Uh, he's this guy that used to live at the corner. He used to went to high school with me. Uh, no. Oh, uh, okay. uh, no. He was he was a famous uh, chef that uh, used yes. to travel as well. And um, he's known for his, tra his travels. And he used to come to Montreal regularly and uh, do a lot of... He did a few shows for Montreal as well. Uh, he was well-liked by a lot of people. Um, and uh, Dino wrote a, a great write-up on that. So that's just a few of the last reviews you we have, but we have a ton of reviews. I think we've had a, over a hundred reviews until now, uh, from movies, TV shows, and whatever. Uh, and also for me, you can um, I have a website corporategamer.net for my gaming reviews, and you can also see the roundtable uh, reviews and corporate gamer reviews on the BNN, which is British Nerds Network. Um, it's a community of streamers, uh, gaming streams, and nerds. And, well, I, uh, some of our reviews go up there. So uh, you can follow us on there as well. So if uh, have a good one, guys. Have a good week. And see you next time. Hopefully before next quarter. <laughs> Live the dream. Le rêve du Québec, Stephen Pluto. <laughs> Le rêve. The dream. <laughs>